guys and gals, my name is Nick. And I'm Brett. Brett the Bert, Bert the Brett, I'm Nick the Rick, and this is our podcast. And what's today's topic we're talking about, Bub? Uh, I don't know, Bud, what are we talking about today? <laughs> I love the segue, didn't that? We are talking about the engineering behind dragons. I just really wanted to do this one because, you know, you see them in TV shows, you see them in uh, movies, you, you even see them in mythology, and you just you think to yourself, how is that even physically possible? You know, like, you, you, you sit there and you just, huh, I know this works on TV, but what the hell? I'm assuming you've yeah, seen I mean, Game uh... of Thrones. It's a good question, you know, it, it comes up a lot in our life, you know, where I remember back at school, I was just trying to get through and study my calculus and stuff, but the dragons kept, like, carrying off professors and stuff, so stuff would always get delayed. <laughs> kept burning down various buildings. It's terrible. Oh. Gosh darn it, there's no homework tonight, because the dragon ate my teacher. <laughs> if only. Oh, oh boy. Alright, so kind of the first thing I wanted to touch on, Bert, was kind of the... It, it's more or less the anatomy of dragons, right? You've seen Game of Thrones. I'm, I'm assuming everybody dragons. has at some point in their lives. Dragons. What is dragons, Nick? I would say uh, any lizard that can take its body and fly throughout the sky. Really, like that's that. that to me, that's a dragon. Uh, anything else would just be because uh, you've got like dragons that breathe fire. You got dragons that don't breathe anything at all. Uh, so you're you're sitting there and you're just. I I think to myself, and I I look at it from a physics point of view. The actual like body of a dragon is just so incredibly dense, and then it's got its wings leathery. I would assume I, there's a lot of assumptions being made here because it's all make believe and mythology, like all mythology. And it's how does those leather wings flap and get that big bulky ass off the ground? And then you think about on how they do it in different cultures, like in Japan or in China, and you're just like, okay, you don't even have wings, so you just levitate there like Superman. So I'm scratching yeah, my head. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how those guys are supposed to work. Uh, dragons like are weird. The best... they, they do show up like all it it's sort of a catch-all term it covers a lot of ground you know from ancient yeah. mesopotamia to china to european saints and stuff it it's a lot of ground so there's a real grab bag of traits you can choose from and it seems a bit squirrely to try and come up with like a solid taxonomy like some people get real into oh well if it has two legs it's a wyvern or something if it doesn't have what? four legs it's not a real dragon which what, like, all seems a bit silly yeah 
what like what's the difference between a wyvern and a dragon? I mean, uh, for us, I'm assuming a dragon is uh, for you know for I mean, our. That, that's you know, what I'm saying is that it don't matter. Yeah, but what do people say a wyvern is? Because I've heard that term used before, but it was always interchangeable. So, like, what do you, uh, what have you heard as like the definition of a wyvern? I don't know, and I don't care. That's fair. That's fair. We are talking about dragons. Okay. Um, I was sitting and I was pondering, and I was thinking that pretty much the entirety of a dragon being able to fly had something to do with just either they have like really strong muscles and they're able to combat the force of gravity and shoot the hell up out of the, the ground. Or they've got like some kind of Superman magic where they literally just take their center of gravity and flip it. Because I've heard that the explanation uh. for the reason why Superman can fly is because he physically just says, hey, center of gravity in my body, fuck you. You're going to make me, you're going to reverse. And so he literally just controls his descent upward. And I thought to myself, that's, I don't think that's how physics works. I don't think how, that's how any of this uh, works. I've stumped you. This is good. I'm, I'm imagining a tube sealed off at both ends falling through the sky and there's a lead ball in it and it teleports from one end of the tube to the other that's yeah so fucking stupid <laughs> hey i mean superman is just comics man i don't make the rules i just read the comic books what do you want from me <laughs> uh yeah i i know it's like uh there's there's some cartoons about his son or whoever tangentially related it might be his nephew or whatever but they try and explain a lot of it through telekinesis or something it's it's weird it's silly it's not supposed to make sense oh so he just like but any, anyways that's up? that's the the crux of the thing is that they why why don't dragons exist well because it's impossible i know really really scathing criticism and insight you know but most of the time it's sort of explained away if either you don't care about it in whatever fiction or mythology or it's explained with like magic like the terry pratchett books are really good uh it goes into a bit of this about like uh how does it keep itself in the air? That should be impossible. Uh, it's magic. Magic. Like there are, like they have uh, swamp dragons that can be more or less tame. They're smaller but flightless. Non-magic. Huh. Well. Anyways, like, uh, Terry Pratchett's good. Like. I don't think I've ever read anything from Terry Pratchett, so I, I don't know what kind of author he's like. Uh, silly. I like silly. Silly. The uh, If you had to take any animal here on Earth that you could 
let's just say you had a, a kajillion years, an, un, an unparalleled amount of years and an unparalleled amount of research, what animal would be the closest thing in today's age to getting on an evolutionary track to being a dragon? Uh, my knee-jerk reaction is bats. bats. Uh, but that's probably a really wrong answer. I mean, regular birds are more closely related to, uh, lizards and stuff. Yeah, I guess no, it's just but... the, uh, the wing aesthetic I'm looking at. Yeah, I, so what I read was it was pterodactyls. They're I thought you said today, specifically. Uh, yeah, I guess I wasn't too specific enough, but I've read Komodo dragons, pterodactyls. Yeah, what 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 today is on the evolutionary track to becoming a dragon? Oh, this thing forty billion years ago that already was a dragon. Oh, okay, well, yeah, no fucking duh. <laughs> like like yeah, yeah. A, a giant flying death lizard the size of a Cessna. Yeah, that kind of fits the bill, doesn't it? <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. I can see my point. My, uh, have you ever... Um, I, I saw it on the internet a few a few days ago. It was, uh, it was a rendition of the skeletal structure of a hippo. Right? And... It was by far one of the creepiest things I'd ever seen. And really, it, like it's the the artist's rendition was like the skin tight, like jaw munching, like it looked like the predator, if anything, because of the hippo's like incredible oh. jawline and everything. The thing about and like, uh, if you've only got the skeleton, it's hard to reconstruct what it would look like with all like the f flesh and fat and cartilage and stuff. Yes. So the hippo looks like it, some kind of murder monster. And I mean, it is a giant murder monster. It just has a cute, pudgy face. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's not like hippos are... I mean, they're not exactly friendly, and you could definitely die if you go swimming with oh, them. Oh, no. Pe not, people like... are killed by tons of hippos all the time. They're dangerous. <laughs> Don't get in the water with one. That's a good way to die. Yeah, we don't we don't recommend sw swimming with hippos or breaking. Yeah, into I mean, the I'm not an expert on this stuff. Uh, I feel like normally that's pretty valid criticism of like, oh well, what about all the the flesh and fat and you know bits that aren't fossilized, huh? How do you know you're accounting for all that? In the case of like the Quetzalcoatlus and the the pterodactyl and all these flying guys. I figure it's a pretty good guess because it's already got to be super streamlined and low weight to be able to fly at all. Yeah, I which which brings me to my kind of like the 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 roundabout point that I was trying to get at was is that like pterodactyls for uh, what I was thinking in my head. We don't know what they look like. We just have like this innate 
like image in our mind of what it could be. And I sit there and I think about that. And then I think about that hippo drawing. And so I'm like, how do we know that like pterodactyls didn't look like modern day Western dragons or hell, even Eastern dragons? On account of their bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I, I, I think the idea is... I mean, they've, they've got a beak, don't they? Like, do beak? they even have teeth? Oh, a beak. Yeah, they have a beak. Pterodactyls do, at least. Yeah, maybe the better question is, how do we know they didn't have feathers? That one I don't know. I assume it has something to do with carbon dating, no? Like, if you were to see, or not carbon dating, something like that, one of their tests, like they could test for biological uh, things, whenever they're doing this, uh, the, I don't know what you would call that. They do the tests whenever they're fossilized, and they see if there's any biological uh, bacteria left over, and maybe that there's like some kind of bacteria that's specific for uh, feathers. I'm not an expert on it. The the big famous feathered one that they dug up in the 80s or whatever, the Archaeopteryx, uh, that one, it, was, it just had the imprints of the feathers in the mud it was lying in. All oh. nice and preserved for you there. Uh, that's when people really got on the feathered dinosaur thing. I, I think was... lately, everyone's been pushing for, oh, well, dinosaurs were birds. Dinosaurs were birds. So they're trying to, like, put feathers on T-Rexes and stuff. Uh, I, it's really hard to say whether or not something like uh, the pterodactyl and the quetzalcoatlus and all this had feathers or no. I love the idea I mean, the, the, the bats get away without it. And really, they're uh, I I don't know. It it sure seems like they're closer to the bat plan than the the bird plan, right? Mm, I would I would say so. Like if there was to be a dragon, if for, if for whatever reason, if there was to be a dragon in real life, I would think that one of the evolutionary criteria to it being able to fly is to have some kind of bone structure or bone. Uh, density like a bird so it would be really lightweight even though dragons are depicted of having incredibly hard scales and so I, I just don't see how anything could fly physically unless they were as light as shit that or they had really 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 yeah I mean that's kind of opiates amounts of bullshit magic like oh we fly magic all right, well, that's bullshit. Yeah, they've got to have hollow bones and all this stuff. They've got to have uh, huge wings. Looking at the pictures, though, it seems like this beak is a whole hell of a lot of weight that can't be doing you much good. I mean, what's the point of this long neck if you need this gigantic beak on top of it? I, I guess it's for balance and all that, but, like, bats get away without that pretty easily. Yeah, but they're also some really birds small, crazy too. long beaks. What's that? I mean, bats are, like, really small, though, right? I mean, I've never actually there, held a there bat. There are some but I... big ones. Uh, there are some, like, the size of a small dog. 
in like the Amazon and stuff. Hmm. Damn. I don't know they got that big. Have you ever seen the Chinese uh, the Chinese Eastern Dragon where they have antlers sticking out of their head? Uh yep. It's like I guess Rudolph decided to have a baby with a fire breathing lizard and magically that lizard inherited the, the kid inherited the dad's antlers and like uh, uh, ability to fly and the the lizard is the you know coup de gras of its entire body. In the Indo European Semitic tradition, dragons are broadly serpentine and cover a bit of range there. Uh, hmm. But it's everything else there that, that's sort of a mishmash, whereas a dragon is just sort of a dragon. You know, like the, the uh, chimera and the centaur and all this stuff, you know, it's just like animals, grab bag, mix match together. Chinese dragon is sort of supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be a very specific combination of like deer antlers and cow ears and rabbit eyes and uh, this various stuff. Did you ever watch How to Train Your Dragon? I've actually never seen it. Wait, really? Nope, my parents didn't love me. Oh, I'm sorry, bub. Your parents didn't love you. We'll have to watch it sometime. I it think it would be great the for idea there that reason. They're supposed to be cute and sort of behave like cats. Well, so, spoiler alert. In the first movie, there is this... I, they call it a queen. It's an uh, It's considered an alpha dragon. And it's able to control all the baby dragons, blah, blah, blah. But the way that they deal with it, the way that they kill this bastard is that they bring it up all the way as high as they can go into the sky. And then they shoot holes inside of its wings. And so it's it's in cruising and it's gliding and everything. And then as soon as they, uh, as soon as they put enough holes inside the wings membrane, they fly down to the ground and then they open their flaps of their dragon. So it's like one dra- the smaller dragon fighting a bigger dragon. And the smaller dragon opens his wings. And then the bigger dragon with all the holes in his wings opens his. And then it's just like the air, like pure physics takes over. Like the holes, he can't slow down, blah, blah, blah. And he hits the ground like a meteor. And he basically kills himself. And it's like, I love the ending because they used physics. And like, oh, are you bigger than me? Can you not stop on a dime like I can? All right, well, fuck you. And I just loved on how that happened. And so it got to me thinking, right? Like, even if this dragon is supposed to be, like, in my head, it's like the coup de gras of, like, a mythos of, like, oh, I'm going to go fight the big bad dragon. There are ways of killing it, you know? And there are ways of using, like, actually physics in its peculiar body to get it to a point where you just, you don't even have to kill it. You just have to let gravity do its thing. You know? I don't know, man. I mean, 
if if it's running off of physics, then use physics to kill it. If it's running off of magic, then it makes sense that like you have to be in the line of the ancient king and have to like have a raven whisper to you about the weak spot in its belly and you magically fire the bow to yeah. Which one was that one? Beowulf or uh, the Mesopotamia that was, one? That was the habit. Oh. <laughs> so neither. <laughs> the, uh, the thing I was thinking, how would you fight the fire? Like, how would you get around that? Like, this dragon is, like, burning flames I at think you. How do you. It would be worth talking about dragon fire and how's work and how could you do it and all that before talking about defenses against it yeah okay so how do you think it started then brett at what start how do you think the dragon like burns fire or how do you think it does its thing where it blows an entire forest out of the water by starting a literal wildfire out of its mouth uh, it probably can't. Yeah. Uh, uh, alcohol occurs in nature, you know, from fermented fruit and stuff. Um, in in high enough qualities to do that, probably not. Hmm. Uh. I've seen it to where, like, they'll have, like, a gaseous breath, right? So, say, like, biologically, there's, they'll eat something, and then their stomach just, like, spews it out, right? But it's, a, it, it's an obnoxious, very highly flammable gas. And so then, naturally, what they'll do is they'll spark that gas with their teeth because it's more it made out of a kind of a flint and steel kind of thing. And so then that's how I've seen how people have talked about how they physically breathe fire, but it's more or less based off of a really bad case of stuff. Which, if I'm being honest, kind of like, that sucks. Yeah, and I've also seen I mean, it where they've got like a warm core and it's like, I, that makes no sense. Like, who the hell just has a literal ember inside their body and makes that work? Uh, so it's kind of like those were the two ways that I saw and it was kind of a toss up on how they actually do it this is this is very silly but I mean it's also we're talking about dragons so just about everything is going to be a little silly yeah I mean I I guess I'm I'm trying to figure out like how do you biologically handle something like Greek fire? Uh and the answer is you probably can't, you know. I mean or how does Greek fire usually work? They're not exactly sure, but it's more or less napalm. Uh well. Well, yeah, nice. I mean, I mean, if if you had big lizard going around swallowing shitloads of like uh weird 
tree sap resin and pitch along with bits of sulfur rocks and uh shit like that maybe it would get unhappy and have to vent a bunch of this gas wait a minute what are we talking about methane is biologically produced all the time all all the cows are farting it off into the atmosphere that's got to be the easiest one so you think that the dragon's mouth is nothing more than a cow's anus? Yeah, I mean, uh, you've seen that thing on the inner tube where they, they, uh, the guy tries to fart and hold a uh, Bic lighter next to it and try and make like a fart flamethrower, but instead it sucks back in and burns his ass. Like yeah, the... I have a lot of questions on what you look up, buddy, because I have never seen that. And I think you need to send me that video immediately after we're done here, because that sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, methane's the the simplest molecule you could probably do with this. It's probably the most easy one to make. Uh, organically, you just need shitloads of it and to somehow reverse the pipes so it's coming out of the front end instead of the back. Yeah. I would say that they probably have a high rich kind of I don't even know what the like what, what makes methane. Like I know food does and like your body processes it but like what it's, uh like, ch4 what isn't it so like uh anything with carbon and okay. anything with water which is where you're gonna get hydrogen right i don't know yeah okay. uh so they have a carbon rich diet then that everyone sense. has a carbon rich diet foods they have <laughs> okay it's Maybe they're more carbon than everybody else. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to spitball here, trying to come up with the answer. That I don't think there is one. All right, biological now, roots of methanogenesis. You get one thing of CO two. You get four things of H two. And it spits out water and methane. Okay. So they eat a lot of that then. That's all I really heard. I'm not really sure where all these sheep are getting Amber Alert. Where are all these sheep and cows well, getting H two? I don't know. Uh, you got me, mate. I think I don't know. Maybe they just eat a lot of cow, and they just oh. you know swallow them whole, and with the met the methane just sticks in them. You know, they just have an industrial size plot of land where cows just breed out the asshole. Yeah, okay, never mind. Uh, the actual methanogenesis is done by 
bacteria that live inside the cows. Oh. Okay, so then they eat a lot of bacteria. They're vegans, which doesn't sound right. Well, they just have a, a shitload of uh, methanogenic archaea bacteria. Huh. Okay. Huh. All right. So what we've now deduced is that not only is it physically impossible for dragons to fly unless they somehow weigh like a third of their size or whatever number we want to use, they also yeah, have to it, be Yeah, they'd have to be built like a bat or built like a pterodactyl. They'd have to be real skinny with like hollow bones and stuff and be mostly wingspan. It's not impossible. I mean, the, the dinosaurs did it. Like we said, like the Quetzalcoatlus, that's the size of a Cessna. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. There was probably I, more I, oxygen in the air back then to let shit grow bigger. Uh, hmm. That, I, if, I... I've heard that before, but I completely forgot about that. I mean, uh, if if it ate shitloads of grass and just had to have all this bacteria in its gut to uh, uh, to make methane, and then yeah, it shouldn't be. I don't. I don't know. Uh, like you said, a tooth spark kind of thing, like the the old thing where you go with like the yeah. Well, I'm thinking. I mean, uh, like in order, in order for this to even work, you'd have to have a, 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 an oxygen, an oxygen-rich. Is that right? An oxygen-rich environment, like it was in the past. And then this creature would just have to be like even smaller than what it, what we come to associate dragons to be. And then that's not even yeah, taking I mean, into uh, account. We're not even accounting for the aerodynamics when you consider, like, if it, like, forget about everything we just said for a second, right? And a dragon goes to fly, like, just a Western dragon just flying. How in the hell does it maneuver that efficiently? Because in my head, if it's that bulky and it's got that much weight, most of the maneuvers I see on TV. Like, uh, let's take a... Have you seen House of Dragons, by chance? Uh, no, I haven't. Is it any good? Actually, it's very good. It's, um... One of those, like... I think you and I watched The Witcher, right? Yeah, at or least at a least couple, bits of it. A couple episodes. The, the, the point I'm getting with that is that, like, the timeline for The Witcher is, like, it takes like the first season it takes place in like different different time periods and it's kind of what this does like every episode is broken up into like different time periods and so it's like you start off at when you know the main characters are like little then they get older and then they get older and then it's like a completely different actress by like the couple last episodes and so you see the development of characters and it's just really it, it, it's very Game of Thrones, so there's a lot of killing and maiming, and a lot of fucking. So it, it, it's it's weird. 
I enjoyed it. I watched it when I was on vacation. So uh, uh, putting that aside, the in the TV show, there was a lot of dragons. Obviously, it's literally called the House of Dragons. The, the kicker was that those dragons maneuvered in such a way that they were that it was like, how is this even possible? Like they should be slowing down because the, they're like big, bulky monsters like dragons are depicted with having a large frame of muscle, including like one they should have more momentum than they do. That and it's like they shouldn't move that quickly, you know. And I saw there was one dragon in particular. It's like the biggest dragon in the world. Forget his name. And this thing was massive. Like it was bigger than castles. It was bigger than like it was bigger than the land itself. And you had to get like an actual like uh, rope ladder to climb up its neck before you sat into a, like an almost area. Uh, trying to think of it, it's like an Arirondack chair. Of sorts. Adirondack. Adirondack. Thank you. And this thing was just massive, and it could take off, and you just look at it, and you're like, damn, that's cool. But then, like, once you think about it, it's like, how is this physically possible? And it's not, which I think is just very, very sad. interesting. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's kind of sad, because I was like, uh, I don't think... I, I don't think something that big should move, and I sure as shit don't think it should move that quickly, or that it's the thing that was throwing me off was the maneuverability, and the wings just didn't make sense. Like, there was more controls than I thought it should have for its size, and so I it stumped me. And that's the, that was ultimately the point I was getting. So, right. I think overall it's, it's just it doesn't it kind doesn't of work in my mind to say well oh uh its speed is going to scale up like this I mean uh I mean birds and bats and stuff can get around I mean uh there are some birds that can go like 50 you know, a few yeah. species of falcons in them. I'm, but you know, like what what makes those birds so fast? You know, are are they just super chunky, muscular, or are they uh, bigger or smaller? Uh, I think them seems to be long, pointed wings. Yeah, uh, that I... seems to be good for high speed. Uh, yeah, also, having something big enough for it to eat a dude. I mean, it it would. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to say. It's hard yeah, to say. Like it, it's thumping you, I can tell. And then, have you ever considered the placement of the wings on the dragon? Like, why aren't they at, like, why are they completely flush with the body? Oh, no, the, the center of gravity doesn't make sense, no. It's just, I, I, I don't know. Wouldn't they be more forward by, like, the shoulders or something? And then why is the neck so large? And it's just, I think overall, like, the perfect 
ideal dragon physically would be the one where they cut the neck, they put it literally on the torso, they make it incredibly small, they make the wings like three times its size, and then they call it a day. I mean, I've I've been staring at like these same pictures of Quetzalcoatlus like this whole time, and I'm going, I suppose if you flip the thing around backwards, it would kind of make sense. Like if instead of having the the really long neck and beak, you just had a long tail. I guess it's, it it's sort of like an airplane where instead of uh, where some of them have the tail in the front like a canard instead of trailing behind. I suppose you could do something like that and keep the center of gravity and shit working. Now, uh, where is this Kesselkowatl thing that you keep talking about? Like they, they found it, they probably put it up somewhere. I kind of want to go see it. I mean, I can look it up online, but that's not the same. Uh, that's a good question. The, uh, uh, there's at least one in Houston. One in Houston. Want to go to Texas, buddy? Yeah. Why not? (laughs) Fuck it, road trip. I don't need to go to work tomorrow. That's fine. The, uh, this brings me to my last part, and we'll wrap up the podcast after that. What do you think is the environmental effect like let's say everything works out there's a dragon nothing changes in society how do you think that the dragon today would affect how society would hello can you hear me yeah sweet uh you want me to repeat the question no i think i i get the gist of it i mean uh They would have a few things going for them. Uh, they'd probably be able to travel huge distances for migration and all that, to be able to, to scoop up fish and stuff from the air. And uh, I can't think of a fancy scientific word for fire-breathing, but there are a lot of nutritional benefits to eating cooked meat. Uh, yeah, the pyromaniacs. I think that's a good reason to justify environmental evolutionary pressure for fire breathing. So that uh, you'd get better nutrition out of cooked meat. Maybe not out of cooked fish. I don't know. Maybe it's just red meat. Uh, Now, most of the time, when humans have migrated into a new area they've killed most of the megafauna and big animals and stuff that already lived there yeah think of like the mammoth you know they were pretty much hunted to extinction you know they were they were too big and too meaty <laughs> they were just too good eaten to continue living i guess it also got hot and all that uh one of the big examples is like uh, the giant birds, like South America and New Zealand and Australia and stuff, used to have crazy huge flightless birds. 
Uh, but when ever people got there, people could just walk up to them with a club and club them to death and eat them. Uh, they they were too big, too slow, and too tasty. Hmm. Uh, I'm not. I mean, you think about like North. I'm not America an expert on the this, Yeah, the the stuff. elk, right? The elk and the buffalo, exactly. Same thing happened there much more recently. Uh, was that recent? How recent was that? That was the, um, that's like two hundred years ago. Uh, I mean, compared to the mammoth, that's pretty recent. I mean, even like the Moai, in New Zealand was like fifteen hundred. That's pretty late. The Moai, okay. Yeah, giant flightless birds, like from up. Oh, those things. Okay. I always just thought that was an ostrich from, like, prehistoric times. Is it a moai or is it a brea? That one I couldn't tell you. I, I, I didn't even know it had a scientific name. I think it's a moai. I'd be wrong. You're a moai. Samoa. Samoa. Uh, so, so there you go. People would eat them. <laughs> Bit anticlimactic. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I don't. <laughs> I mean, the the hippopotamus and the elephant and stuff is around. I guess if stuff gets too big. Or too dangerous to humans. Maybe you don't eat them and you leave them alone. Uh, but when you can range on the wing and breathe fire and stuff, that's a bit trickier. Yeah. Uh, but, who, but who are we kidding? People can like pick up and throw rocks and stuff. Like people have been using slings and spears and atlatls and stuff for ages. Like they don't stand a fucking chance. Like, fire breathing yeah. school and all that, but, like, if you huck a rock at that thing's head, it's got hollow, brittle bones, it's going down. <laughs> yeah! The thing's not living very long. They'd probably be endangered, too. And I'm just, like, They'd in probably modern be extinct. Times, yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate on how that works. We'd have eaten not... them! It tastes like chicken! <laughs> yes. Our, our our dragon tastes like chicken. Yeah, I mean, being reptilian and all, uh, they're they're not likely to uh, be domesticated either. You know, like as cool as that would be, and all, uh, I they they're they'd be pretty well solitary and isolated they wouldn't have like pack bonding and all this stuff uh i don't know what their life cycle would be like but uh, i mean dragons are typically depicted to la living a couple hundred years yeah but that's bad for domestication like elephant pregnancies last like years and they live to be like a century or so old like compared to something with a shorter lifespan with a sheep that makes it really hard to domesticate. You can't have one dude selectively breed something over his lifetime. That's true. 
I don't know. Uh, uh, let's just chalk it up to uh, overall dragons are basically impossible. The only reason they can fly is magic, and for it to even work physically, you'd have to change the entire disp the entire chemical, organic, biological, whatever you want to call it, essence of a dragon. So I don't even think it's a dragon. So, you did you other... know that the dude who discovered the Quetzalcoatl is trying to name it after Jack Northrop, the guy who, uh, or one of the first guys who first started playing around with uh, flying wing aircraft? Because uh, he thought that's okay. what it was shaped like. Uh, like, you know, like the, the stealth bomber they have out here. Huh. It's uh... It's not very lizardy in shape. To be honest, I didn't know a lot about that. I didn't know that was why they wanted to name that. Okay. Alright. Well, uh, bees. What about uh, bees? People used to complain, like in the Jerry Seinfeld cartoon, that like the bee's wings were too small for its body and it shouldn't be able to fly. Uh, what really happens is, is that bees kind of get power from the... Most bird wings and stuff have like an upstroke and a downstroke uh, with only getting power from the downstroke. But bees have more of a side-to-side -side thing. So they're twice as efficient. They're getting downdraft from both motions. Huh. Okay, so maybe that's what a dragon does. No? I mean, you'd, you'd think that if it worked for the bees, then the, the birds would use it if it would save them a shitload of energy and stuff. But apparently they don't, which makes me think that they don't. Also, <laughs> we bitched about, like, okay, well, it, it can make methane biologically, and if it built up a shit ton of fart juice in its belly and burped it out maybe ignite it but honestly like yeah you, you, you could cook meat and stuff and that would be good you could like it, it would be cool you know you, you could use it to uh, track mates and fight other males and all that good stuff but like couldn't you just turn it around like if you were gonna make that much methane and bother with lighting on fire and stuff couldn't you just turn your asshole into a methane rocket engine? I, I don't think any person who's ever written about dragons, or even the author of the fucking, uh, what, what, what I don't who what do you even call Terry it? Pratchett. The Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, that guy. I don't think he ever went and said, "Yeah, we're just going to turn this dragon into a nice little burning asshole." And make him turn around, and now he's a bona fide World War II flamethrower. Like, yeah, you could, but it's just, what do they spark it with? Some his his. Uh, fucking... it's like a it's like a bird. It's like a chicken. It's got a gizzard. It swallows stones and uses them to grind up food. I just have to get like some flint. Uh. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just imagining this <laughs> fucking fire-breathing dragon just, like, unable to, like, just breathe fire, and then it just shoots out of its ass. And it it just... That, that's just that's, that's such a fun thought, Brett. I'm I'm really happy you told me that one. <laughs> oh crud! I had I had a uh, something else. Fuck! What was it? I couldn't tell you. Oh, uh, uh, did you see the the TV show? where they talk about, like, here's what alien life could evolve to be like on these exoplanets. Is it... Is it the one with, uh... Like, uh, the... CGI, nature documentary type of thing? No, no, I don't... I, I, I remember seeing a, uh... Fuck, it was the guy, uh, Robert Williams. He did a TV show, and he was just incredibly funny in that. I just can't remember. It was Mork and Mindy or something like that. I don't think that's what you're talking about, but that's what you're reminding me of. Have you, you not... seen Robin Williams and Mork and Mindy? It's a pretty stupid generic sitcom. I'm oh talking, yeah. I'm talking about like a Nate, like a fake xenobiology nature documentary where they talk about here this world is tidally locked so here's how everything developed uh, everything evolves to be super funky haha one of them was a bit counterintuitive one of them was like all right well we've found tons of these super earths with like big gravity and big oceans and big atmosphere and stuff and their idea was well instead of high gravity making it hard to have flying life like people have said before this just means that you're going to have a really dense atmosphere which makes things fly easier it's easier to be neutrally buoyant wings are more effective in a denser atmosphere it's easier to get the lift forward it's harder to get the forward it, it was weird and counterintuitive and uh i don't know enough off the top of my head to talk about that uh but it's one of the those ideas things where, like if, if fine if if we don't have the right conditions for dragons then let's just make them oh -ho. so you want to so let's just change the entirety of the world Somehow push evolution to the peak. Yeah, let's get a denser atmosphere with more oxygen to make bigger flying stuff. You still need the conditions for it to make shitloads of uh, naturally occurring methane. Is methane lighter than air? No. What is what? Oh, what is O? Oh, is O eight? And what is C? Six? Thanks. Uh, I suppose it is. Yeah, I suppose you could just have a gas bag dragon. Just uh, air, just a gigantic gas bag grazing off of aerial bacteria and shit that farts fire. Uh, 
Okay. I I love how we've come up with two different designs for a dragon. It ultimately just comes to a shitting dragon and a uh, bat dragon. And yeah, a pterodactyl so... and a fart bag. <laughs> I don't see what the problem is. It it flies, it shoots fire. This is a behold a dragon, you know? So it's Behold. so it's a, so it's a sphere. So it has a weird membrane for absorbing bacteria and stray birds instead of <laughs> mauve, <laughs> pointy teeth and flames. What, yeah, what are you what I, are you bitching about? I don't know, but my definition of a dragon just went out the window. I think, which I think is. I'm not sure it would be super lizardy. No, I'm just imagining a hot air balloon at this point, and it's shitting fire and just yeah, yeah. The uh, the burning off methane and stuff could be part of the um uh, uh attitude controls, <laughs> and and uh, it, it could be thermal as well as lifting gas. Who needs the I mean, good I, year? I, I think. It, I think. A, if, yeah. Dragon. <laughs> this this. We're talking about having the Hindenburg evolve. I mean, it would. Can you imagine get these things getting struck by lightning, or like, have uh, I don't know, having a prolapsed asshole or something, and their fart goes wrong and catches themselves on fire. I, <laughs> I don't know, Doctor Bunny. I can't imagine this fucking fire-breathing dragon just going. Oh, let me just take my hot air balloon dragon to the vet and be like, oh yeah. Uh, it's asshole. Uh, is fucked. Yeah, I mean, talk about playing with fire. I, I, I don't think this stuff oh. could really evolve naturally without them like catching fire all the fucking time. You know, it, it'd be dangerous and stupid. Yeah. How long have you been sitting on that pun? Because I absolutely love that, and it was well executed, sir. Uh, was there a pun? Talk about playing with fire. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think that's a, a good stopping point, buddy. <laughs> oh. All righty. So, regardless, uh, Brett, I, do you have any closing arguments or stuff you want to say? Maybe the greatest tragedy is not that uh, we don't have real life examples of people heroically fighting fire-breathing flying monsters but that we never got to taste them ah uh, yes the chicken that i never got to eat exactly well on that note uh everybody eat your chicken it's gonna taste like dragons um have a good one y'all i don't know i guess i've never even eaten like goose or duck or anything i guess i've uh, people eat alligators